Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. With you tonight, it's Ian. And Joa. And Aria. So we've got a story here tonight, Aria, to start things out. It's kind of timely uh, as far as uh, Black Friday, of course, oh, is fun. tomorrow. And Do you think Black Friday is fun? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's fun. Well, it's fun to watch the videos afterwards. You mean of like the fights? <laughs> oh yeah, people scrambling to get their uh, half off mattress, or <laughs> you know, South Park did by far the best take on Black Friday that anyone will ever do. I okay. mean, they did a three part series. It, it was leading up to their video game, The Stick of Truth, ultimately, and oh, it was it was masterfully done in the way that mm. South Park alone can do stuff. But it's it's disgusting watching how human beings behave toward one another. Over, you know, 50% off on televisions or whatever, putting just cheap consumer electronics over the well-being of people who are literally right. I expect this sort of behavior on the Internet in words, Mm -hmm. but they go beyond that. And they, as far as I can tell, Black Friday is where people become who they are online. At you least can really see the uh, the sort of the animal instincts that people truly have. I mean, society, it, we're not that far away from literally throwing poop at one another, right? <laughs> like we're uh, yeah, I'm I'm not nowhere near that, Ian. <laughs> I'm not saying you are. Oh, I'm saying you. as a society, people are not that far away. I mean, I'm sorry we we think we're the best thing since sliced bread or whatever, and you know, there's people are definitely at the top of the food chain. There's no doubt about it. But the animal instincts of the human have not gone far underneath the the patina of they're not. And civility. there's a lot of childishness out there. I remember after Trump won his the election in 2016, uh, some some upset liberal wrote, you know, um, f Trump in, in their own feces and in, uh, in their bathroom. And more recently, why would you, makes sense. I, I, does it? Yeah, it really stinks. <laughs> why would you do it in your own bathroom? Why would no, you do just, it yeah. with that writing utensil? But more recently, I saw the same thing because I thought then I was like, oh, my God, this is completely deranged. How insane do you have to be to literally play in your own poop? It's disgusting. But more recently, I saw a <laughs> hunter had done the same thing using droppings found in the woods that belonged to. I, I don't remember what sort of animal. He also was. wrote F Trump, Trump. No, he, he did the same for Biden. I was watching this TikTok video like short. Uh, and this guy's like expert mode. You go the day before and you hide all the things you want in a washer or dryer. And then so when you go in, you you, you don't have to worry about Make the stuff a not being for that, yeah. that spot. That's a yeah. smart move. Yeah. Or you shop online and skip all of it. That's what I do. Yeah, you and could it do that seems too. to work just fine. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> I want to I want to throw some elbows before I get that DVD player. <laughs> I don't know. It's not worth it to me. And I've always hated Black Friday, not because of Black Friday in and of itself, but in the way that Christmas seems to be taking over everything adjacent to it. And uh, but what I mean by that is Black Friday in the United States is almost as celebrated, if not more celebrated, than Thanksgiving itself. No, come on. And I'm not convinced that, you know, in another 50 years, people will just be celebrating Thanksgiving as this holiday. Black Friday Eve. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for selling things to me, Day. The, yeah, the mythology of it will be, you know, we on this day we feast to prepare ourselves for the coming battle against the other shoppers. And, We're grateful for tomorrow's discounts. Yeah, that's effectively what it already is, and it's ultimately mm. because of Black Friday. You don't, I don't, you don't hear people. People start dressing up like LARPers before they go. 
And like, <laughs> I feel like you're pretty jaded on this one, Aria. I don't know if it's true what you're saying at all. I oh, feel I'm like absolutely jaded when it comes yeah. to Christmas. Christmas, I'll give you that one, but and, I still and don't like it. Does Black Friday really have to do with Christmas? I mean, I guess it's sort of the beginning of holiday sales in earnest. So, I mean, that I guess is how it's tied in with Christmas per se. We but. wouldn't know because we're not marketed the same way as these people that go in these lines and fight their way in. So we're not sitting behind a TV watching junk all day True. to be motivated to go do this. I don't read a newspaper either, so I don't get the the inserts, right? Because usually right, yeah. the Thanksgiving oh, day yeah. is oh, the yeah. big day, right? I remember they, they would just st- stack yep. every advertisement in the Thanksgiving fo- uh, paper, and then you look through and you see what the deals are, and you go you go shopping. As right? a little kid, I pull out the toy catalog you and like, circle it. all my toys. I better yeah. get them. But the Thanksgiving <laughs> newspaper is filled with ads for for purchasing gifts and stuff like that. And to me, that's just more example of what I'm saying, that Christmas is just infected and taken over Thanksgiving. I mean, Christmas, in my mind, is just this monstrous entity that is steadily growing. It's this plague on humanity mm-hmm. that is steadily growing and consuming everything in its path. And I hate everything about it. So, you sound a little jaded, uh, just maybe. <laughs> the maybe. Grinch over there. I particularly hate how libertarians hold up Christmas as some sort of ultra-capitalist, wondrous event. And it's like, no, it's almost the opposite. It of, is the opposite. Because yeah, I mean, Jesus raw, got things for free. You well, pay for them. I don't even care about the religious <laughs> aspects of it, but there's nothing capitalist about spending all of your money. You know, about buying consumer well, it's just qualities. stupid to spend all your money. And unfortunately, a lot of people go into debt to they buy do. things. This is where your advice, Joa, is actually really good advice. It's like, don't buy things you can't afford. You know, look, if people, if your family members appreciate you, then they will understand that you shouldn't get into debt just so you can buy them some trinket. Right. You know, this the, the best thing you could probably do is uh, throw your money into... Uh, Precious metals. I don't really like crypto right now, so I'm not going to even suggest that right now. You don't like crypto right now? No, I don't like it right now. I, don't, I, I mean, I, I hope people invest in whatever when I buy some, but right you now... You think it's going to keep going down? Is that why? I think it's going to drop again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm going to say it's going to probably go below 10,000. I don't think there's ever a better nine. time to buy crypto than That's at this point. moment. I mean, it may go down short. Just buy more if it does. Yeah. It may also go up. Buy just more know, if it does. Just know where you're buying it from. So, Aria, you're saying that the Black Friday has kind of taken over or is beginning to take over, in your mind, the holiday of Thanksgiving. And of course, Thanksgiving is a U.S.-centric holiday, right? Like, it doesn't really exist outside of the United States. It has a lot to do with the, you know, the early settlers in the United States and their shifting from there's you know, it's one of these thanksgiving stories that we've told a number of times on free talk live we won't retell it this season but shifting from a, a system of communal property where they were starving mm-hmm. to shifting over to private property where there was then plenty where they then had a bountiful harvest and they had surpluses and they were able to easily share because they had more than enough to go around. That was kind of the, the story behind Thanksgiving, as short as I could possibly tell it. And so that's what people are giving thanks for. They're giving thanks ultimately for the idea of private property and being able to own the product of your labor and then right. decide what to do with that. Yeah, but and, they don't tell you that in American history. No, no right? that's been completely lost in government schools. 
It's also, it's peculiar to me because I was at, at a bar recently with some friends and we were talking about Thanksgiving and Christmas and stuff. And one of them brought up, you know, that it's interesting that the Puritans ultimately became the Southern Baptists in the United States. That mentality mm. per, pervaded into the Southern, Southern Baptists. And, you know, they argue that the Puritans came to the United States or came to this continent for religious freedom. And mm. How can you? How can anyone stand there and say that, knowing that the Salem witch trials, some of the most oppressive religious nonsense in history, took place just a few decades uh, yeah. later by and, the very same people? Right. right. And that, that's what ultimately uh, caused uh, the founding of Rhode Island, uh, because the Puritans are being persecuted from Massachusetts, Salem specifically, and that's where Roger Williams went to, went to Rhode Island and formed uh, the state. Uh, and he was uh, so friendly with the natives that they gave him the land. So Nice. So wait, the Puritans founded Rhode Island? Well, technically one Puritan. He abandoned mm-hmm. his family temporarily to uh, hike and find a place that's better for his, for his family and uh, community. Who was persecuting them back then? Well, this would be the people, you know, accusing everyone of being a witch and, you know, I, I don't know exactly. I thought who. the Puritans were the ones accusing people of being a witch. Well, they he, were. But they were oppressing right, but, each other in that uh, sense. They, they were, were all accusing each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh okay, okay. Yeah, I, I actually saw this funny like uh, skit. It was like, um, uh, yeah, honey, I had to break. We're breaking up. I can't be with you. And he's like, oh, what was that? You're you're a witch. Where you said you you misplaced your broomstick. And he's getting all the whole town because uh, she's breaking up with them. So now he's accusing her of being mm. a witch subtly. What we saw over the last maybe decade and a half or so was that stores that had previously only opened on Black Friday, had started opening on Thanksgiving. The the sales began the day in advance. Black Friday was expanding its footprint uh, into Thanksgiving itself. Yes, and from what I could tell, it was only a matter of time before Thanksgiving, before most of these stores like Target and Walmart Mm. were open for the entirety of Thanksgiving. Because why close at all if they're just going to open at 6 p.m.? It probably would have gotten pushed back to 4 p.m. and then 2 p.m. and then noon. And then just, you know, we'll just stay open all day and not close at all. But yes, uh, the article I have here from Politico points out that since COVID-19, one of the few things is it few things that may have done that was good was that now stores actually are closing on Thanksgiving. And as far as I'm aware, they are remaining closed until hmm. actually Black Friday. Okay. Instead of beginning their sales at 6 p.m. on Thanksgiving night, which is, as you pointed out, what they've been doing. But back in the before times, says the article, one of the long festering trends of the fourth weekend of November was the steady encroachment of that bigger holiday scheduled for December. Not long ago, Black Friday didn't even have a name. By 2019, the signature kickoff event of the Christmas shopping season had bled into Thanksgiving itself. They put it much more... I want to say that I remember this was the case for... There was at least one year. Maybe it was just sort of an experimental thing that they did. But like I said, I used to work in retail in Florida. This was 20 years ago, so around the turn of the century... And I remember there was at least one year where Kmart, where I worked, was open on Thanksgiving. And we were the only store that was open on Thanksgiving at the time. And it was like bustling. It was the busiest day by far because everybody wanted to go and shop. They're all bored or whatever, sitting around the house. And Kmart was the only place open. So we were hopping at that time. So it's not necessarily a brand new concept. It has been around, but it certainly became more popular in the last several years. Yeah, much more common. Yeah. Thus, Walmart, Sears, Dick's Sporting Goods, and Michaels all announced plans to open with special deals at 6 p.m. on Tuesday night of 2019. 
By that point, Target, Best Buy, Macy's, and Kohl's would already have been open for an hour. Upping the ante, mm. Old Navy and GameStop opened at 3 p.m., and JCPenney unlocked <laughs> the door at 2. So apparently they were already pushing the date back, I mean, the time back, and I yeah. just hadn't caught wind of it. Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's were open at 8 a.m. on Thanksgiving morning. Kmart opened at 6 o'clock in the morning before the sun had even risen on the United States' <laughs> great homegrown holiday. Think about this, though, Joe. I mean, how many people actually want to spend time with their families? That's true. Right? I like, mean, well, for a lot a, of people, it's torture yeah. having to go to a Thanksgiving dinner, and they want to cut out of there as soon as they possibly can. Just don't go. So having a sale is a perfect excuse I to guess, say, oh, like, i got to get down to the Kmart. Well, see, the thing is, is like, yeah, I don't want to be around my family. <laughs> but, but the thing is, like, my family now has become people here in New Hampshire. Sure. So it's like... Well, that's a family you chose, and that's a different story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I felt like this was, like, more in touch and, like, people actually cared about each other kind of Thanksgiving. I mean, not the same. my biological family don't think that way, too, mm-hmm. but it's just you can't have conversation. It's awkward no, the whole time. No, you can't talk about what you really want to talk about, right? Yeah, like, you can't like, actually be yourself, that kind of thing. Yeah, like, I feel like if I went to my parents for Thanksgiving, I had to, like, walk in with the 9-11 commission report, be ready to present them my whole... Because <laughs> it's like that one time a year I can actually talk to them about things because so they're forced to listen to me around the Christmas... T- but they don't care, right? Like, they don't want really. to listen to what you have to say about that stuff. No. Yeah, I don't understand why people go to these things. That, that if, they hate, if you hate spending time with your family so much, just don't do it. Right. Well, I agree with you there. But you know whether, whether we agree with it or not, people feel obligated. Right. And so they go, they do their obligation, they make their, you know, pumpkin pie or their. Tell your family to suck less if they want potatoes. you to come visit. <laughs> yeah. This is true. Can you say that louder for my family? That, this is what I told mine. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll come. You guys just have to suck less. Sorry, mom, if you're listening. So I think that's probably, I'm, I, that has to be a factor in why so many people are willing to go out and shop on Thanksgiving is because. There's really nothing else to do, right? Because everything's closed for the most part. So, you know, if you don't go, if you are going to your parents' house or you are going to your grandma's house or whoever's house and you really don't want to be there for it, it's a perfect excuse to just cut away and say, you know what? I got some uh, Christmas shopping I got to do. See you guys. And then, you know, you go out and you spend a couple hours doing that. I don't know. It's like a drug to go shopping and to know, like, Mm -hmm. with all the adrenaline flowing through the air, everyone's like, oh my God, it's Black Friday. I'm going to get a wicked deal. That adrenaline is addictive. It rubs off on other Mm -hmm. people. So I think people have become addicted to it that's Not probably so, true like they don't really they know they don't need this junk they know their family no. don't need this junk they're just doing it for like their self-pleasure to to get that rush that's what i really think it is i don't know that's a good point for a time it seemed as if thanksgiving was going to be a new front in the conflict having gotten ample cultural war mileage out of fury about holiday nomenclature president donald trump late in his term briefly sounded the alarm about a related threat a war on thanksgiving this is the first time this is according about to this. trump uh, yeah. Interesting. It was being led by progressive <laughs> party poopers who were sour about colonial history. I understand. But there's no, like, when Columbus Day, I called it Happy Indigenous People's Day just to bother mm-hmm. some people. I think the numbers were down slightly last year as far as spending was concerned, but it wasn't like a huge drop compared to prior to, to COVID. Yeah, I honestly don't know. I don't celebrate this crap. I don't do it. I don't participate. I opt out of all of this nonsense. So maybe someone out there takes part in it Mm -hmm. and they can, you know, fill us in on what it's actually like to be out there today. But I wouldn't do it. I feel so bad for the retail workers who deal with this stuff. I've worked retail once in my life. It was at a Radio Shack. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. During that awkward period where they tried to be a cell phone company and they were... It was good because you could get AT&T, Verizon, and Sprint right there at the at one store. But obviously, if you're going to go with the carrier, why would you go to Radio Shack instead of to the Sprint store or to the AT&T store? So it was, yeah. it was a terrible business model, but it worked for them briefly, I guess. But anyway, mm-hmm. I worked there for a period of about three months before I got a job as a slot tech and got out, managed to get out. But it was well known that Black Friday was the worst day to work there. Everyone in the staff had to work there. And I managed to secure a different job like a week before Black Friday. So I was like, good luck with this nightmare you have coming. But I, I've i heard about Black Friday shopping and just even if you don't have people, you know, coming into fist fights, it's got to be a nightmare of experience. Yeah, have, it's just your, nonstop. Your stores filled with yeah. people constantly yeah it's it's non-stop and it is pretty crazy by the way you mentioned radio shack obviously they've closed a ton of stores in in recent years but according to the blackfriday.com radio shack was open at 8 a.m today <laughs> Good, <kidding me. laughs> I, I hate that they, but, they remote controlled their customers <laughs> one of the cool things about radio shack and the reason i will always miss it is because you you can't imitate online what radio shack offered with their electronic components compartment mm-hmm. like I don't know what sort of weird electronic gadget I want to build, but if I go into Radio Shack, because it's twenty cents for this component or a dollar fifty for this one, it's like, oh, okay, you you have this LED sensor. Okay, I I can come up with an idea, and you spend mm-hmm. ten bucks or whatever, and it may not work. Who cares? Or it may work, and you learn something new about electronic circuitry. That was the beauty of Radio Shack. Yeah. And, yeah. But you know, I'm one of few people who would actually go out there and do this. Everyone else just it wasn't wants enough to, to keep them in business. No. And I'm not surprised to hear that, but now I don't even know what these components are or what they do. And if I wanted to do something like that and order the parts online, it would take forever. And it's not good. So I miss Radio Chef for that reason alone. However, retail workers have noticed this war on Thanksgiving, as they're calling it. I don't know if I would call it a war on Thanksgiving. I think the article here is being a bit facetious when they call it that. But and evidently, uh, Thanksgiving is pushing back. Well, you mentioned the Radio Shack open at eight a.m. today. I'm sure they're not the only ones. But I'm looking. I was looking at the list. It's a pretty short list. I mean, there's okay, not well, really good. any big names on there. Kmart's on there, but they, they barely exist anymore. Same for Radio Shack. Yeah. This is going to be a crazy year because uh, you know it's hard. It's hard to find people willing to show up and and do a job. Well, this brings up maybe uh, the article from last week that we were talking about how uh, Target. Is uh, what was like four hundred million dollars um, in debt? We're not debt from um, the uh, from the thieving losses. Yeah, from the, from from the, the, the organized criminal theft. Now I'm not suggesting out. anyone to do this, but if they're understaffed, there's a likely chance that there's going to be a lot more theft. I saw yeah, something recently that suggested that the, many of the thefts can be attributed to employees who feel like they aren't being paid enough, so they mm-hmm. pocket a thing here or there that they may or may not need, or that they may or may not be able to sell. I don't know if that's true or not. I, I can't imagine too many people being willing to risk their lives over a 32 gigabyte flash drive or whatever. I mean, not their lives, their jobs. But, you know, maybe some people don't actually need their jobs. It's a war on Thanksgiving. And, of course, the lingering fear of a jam-packed pre-Christmas sale turning into a super spreader event. Oh, jeez. I don't think that's affecting anyone. No but But you know, I understand why Politico included it. It probably did in the year 2020. Yeah. Right? Like, that probably had a real downturn as far as... Uh, attendance to these these sorts of events, and maybe well, to some extent last year, but this COVID's over. Yeah, but I'm okay with this being an ex- that COVID can be used for excuses, okay? And this is a perfect excuse. We should be telling people COVID is going to be rampant on Black Friday. Don't go shopping, okay? That's that's it. That's what you got to do. COVID guys, 
It's, <laughs> I said COVID's not going to keep people away from a two hundred twenty eight dollar sixty five inch TV. No, I, no, I just no. I just coughed on it. Sorry, guys. Fourteen inch <laughs> laptop for one hundred seventy nine bucks. I mean these these kinds of prices. Even though people are, uh, yeah. you know, even though people are having a tougher time, they're gonna make the excuse to go out and do this. It stuff. bothers me so much that they advertise laptops based on screen size instead yeah. of you Oof, know some yeah. useful metric. Like oh yeah, these processor. are cheap junk. Yeah, I yeah. mean you know it's the the lowest. I guess po- Windows. 11 or what windows are they at now windows 12 they're coming out with 12 soon but some starter edition of it that can't do anything (sighs) i hate it (laughs) this is not a lament about christmas elevator music starting at halloween although i hate christmas music too and it's because Mm, christmas doesn't get exist in a bubble i understand that you're like well it's just it's not about religion to us okay well you still call it christmas it's literally still in the name you can't pretend like it doesn't have all of this baggage attached to it because it does. It was horrifically violent and it's been that way through all of Christianity's history. I'm glad it doesn't mean that to you. So call it something else. Call it Yule if you want. I don't care. But as long as you're calling it Christmas, you are tying yourself to that bloodshed that right. Christianity has inflicted on people. And the music is just another aspect of oh, that. I, I can't stand the music. Joey, you've got an update for us here tonight. Uh, It was a few weeks ago now outside of a a debate that was happening here in New Hampshire. This was prior to the election uh, that had uh, there was a a conflict, I guess, between you and this guy named General Don Bolduck. He Mm. was the Republican nominee for U.S. Senate here in New Hampshire. Terrible candidate, uh, terrible arch statist planted to lose. Well, I don't know about yeah, that. That's what but, I'm saying. I mean, the, look, he got the he won the vote. I mean, he won up yeah. against like uh, nine or ten other candidates in the primary. So he was clearly the choice of what the Republicans. I mean, they just can't turn down a general. Doesn't you know that doesn't matter what the hell the man's you know what was coming out of his mouth. They just they just love themselves a general. And <laughs> they so do they, love war. Yeah, they nominated this guy, and he showed up at this debate. You were there. I was there. Yeah. A bunch of people witnessed this go down. What happened, and it was caught on video, the video is over at freekeen.com if you want to scroll back to, I think it was early November when November this happened. 3rd. Yeah, thank you, yeah. November 3rd. So you can go back and you can see it for yourself where this liar, Don Bolduck, accused you of hitting him. Yes. Multiple but, times. But in reality, he actually stepped toward me and threw an elbow. He did. He he threw an elbow behind him into you. That's you correct. were, I think, struck by this, but in a way that you didn't realize what had happened. It was so chaotic, honestly, but that was the first contact. Yeah, and you did step back, so it did kind of push you back. You can see that happening in the video. Yeah. This wasn't just a little tap. It didn't it didn't seem to me, at least. What's from amazing the to video. me is that Balduck then said, you know, he attacked me he or hit whatever. Me. And the police without any evidence without any proof of anything or without even watching the videos of the people who sure. were filming this nope. took him at his word and arrested you yeah but not for hitting him right yeah they only charged oh. uh, joe with disorderly conduct yep. and trespass the disorderly came after right you know after i was in the custody and at the police station they attacked that on uh so they protected themselves basically yeah okay yeah. it's the butt hurt charge they had to yeah. put it on there but, yeah, um, so then you, yeah. uh, you know, we got you out of there that yep. night, and uh, the next day you went back to the police station and filed a report. Yep, uh, I filed a complaint against Bulldog for hitting me and inciting uh, the crowd um, to further assault me, which absolutely 100% happened, and he did make contact with me. But I and uh, then his goons came out from the crowd and then made further contact with you. Correct, and I got. Um, 
the complaint back, the, uh, they investigated it. So let me read what Kevin LaRoche LaRoche. La I'm assuming Roach. by investigating it, it means they watch the videos that are literally yes. online and that they can see where Don yes. Bulldog attacked you. And so I'm going to tell you, this this guy is going to lie right here in this email. I'm shocked already. Then this is where we're getting at now. It says, although in the video, there does appear to be a minor contact between Mr. Bulldog's right arm and your torso. Where this he assaulted you. Yeah. Where that, that's a weird way steps, of saying he elbowed you. He took two steps toward me to... Put an elbow in my chest, then cower away, right? That's mm-hmm. amazing. There appears to be contact between his elbow and your chest. That's such a Bill Clinton thing to say. He's like, no, mm-hmm. no, I touched her lips, you see. And uh, <laughs> he goes, uh, this contact is merely incidental and caused by other people in the area who shifted in the crowd. That's a ridiculous claim. It's, that's that's uh, a bold-faced lie because if you watch the video, he actually hits me and then he gets bumped by other people. Yeah. Right? And... Uh, and then it says, bumping into Mr. Bulldog, causing his arm to move in your direction. Oh, okay. No, no. This is such a lie. Yeah. So, I'm sorry, Kevin LaRoche. You're going to be, uh, you know, probably on the lawyer list, too, for lying. Hmm. You know, on a police report. I really appreciate your optimism. I don't believe for a moment that that will become oh, the case. It, it's all going to come down uh, to Bible. See, my biggest well, mistake. Well, it's not perjury if he believes it to be true. Well, and that, that video be, don't lie. So it's no, but like, that could be his understanding of the yeah, video. Yeah, well, he's not watching the video hard enough. <laughs> I agree. Watch it harder, LaRoche. Um, but, um, yeah, so it just goes based on the foregoing. Uh, the case, case has closed. been closed yeah. as unfounded. So what's the next step? Um, You'd have he, to sue, He I says, think. should you wish to discuss matter, fur- matter further, feel, <laughs> feel free to call me at 603-497-4858. I'm not saying call. I'm just, just no, with no, the no, number. No. Yeah, it's just a waste of time. I'm just reading the email yeah. here, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you were to talk to him, it'd be just, you'd be just yeah, it's blowing hot air. But the big mistake that I made was going to the Golf Sound Police to file the, the complaint. What should you have done? Uh, I should have gone straight to the sheriffs. And the reason why... Why would that make because any difference? Go- well, because Goffstown police are investigating themselves to mm-hmm. do no wrongdoing. Okay. So I need to go to someone else that's higher up on the pipeline, you know, that's going to take it. So In theory, that would be a sheriff, but I, I doubt that Well, most county sheriffs- prosecutor. Okay. I doubt most sheriffs are going to have the integrity and honesty to actually investigate this and say, look, no, Baldock assaulted you and he needs to be held accountable for that. Sheriff DeMezzo would, but there's <laughs> a reason you. I'm not the sheriff. So is that your your plan now? Is you're going to go to the sheriff's yeah, office Yeah, I'm going to go to the sheriff's office okay. next. Yeah. All right. yeah. And so they're going to take a look at it and it should be... Uh, well. You're also well, hiring an attorney, right? Yes. Uh, well, the thing is here is that um, she was going to say uh, they sent my charges to the county level, right? Who, who did? The, the right. Goffstown did? Yeah. Yeah. So the county is looking at it. At what my Me, charges. Oh, okay, your charges. Gotcha. Meaning the charges you're facing. Yes, okay, correct, okay. correct. So, which is funny because, like, they investigated them, themselves when they mm-hmm. should have just sent it to the county. They should have been smart enough to just send it to the county, but we can't expect cops to be smart, uh, right? I think that Mr. LaRoche is either blind or he's lying one or the other. It seems pretty clear he's covering well, for his Well, if he's buddy. blind, he shouldn't be a cop. Yeah, it's pretty clear he's covering for his friend, right? Like this person who he respects, right. etc. Don't cross that thin blue line, right? No, he's not. And, uh, and what happens in this video is you get an elbow from Don Bolduck. And the cops claim in what you read in the police report was that it was other people pushing into right. Don Bolduck right. that... That he flailed back, and then he hit you with his elbow. Nope. 
That's that didn't happen at all. The only person who had approached Bolduck at that moment was his manager. Right. He was the only one who was was close enough to do anything, and he's just standing there. He's not putting right. hands on on Don. Uh, there are two thugs that are friends of Don or supporters of Don. That, and one that of them sort is of, like a committee chair or something, GOP committee yeah, they, chair. Yeah, they break the line of the, the protesters, if you will, and they start moving toward you guys. And one of them does attack you in a short moment yes, after. Yeah. But they haven't gotten close enough yet to put hands on Don Bolduck to supposedly then result in him attacking you. Right. No, no, no. He hits you quick before anybody else gets anywhere nearby. That's correct. And it's quite clear. And you can see it yourself over at freekeen.com. But some people who saw this footage before the cop did were seeing all kinds of things. I mean, there's there's even people who believe that everyone in the video is a crisis actor. Who said that? That's a body seen it. I don't remember who said that, but someone did say that. More than one person <laughs> has said that they believe everyone in the video is an actor. <laughs> you know? That's I mean, how delusional. Are nuts, man. Yeah, that's how delusional oh, people geez. are about this stuff. I mean, we have people here on this planet who believe that the earth is flat yep. and who believe that there are things called water mountains. And that's why ships disappear over, over the horizon. I've not heard of the water mountain before. I only heard about it recently. I, you know, it's impossible to tell if these people are serious or not. It, yeah, it's like the flying spaghetti monster thing and the people wearing colanders on their heads. Right. I'm okay with that. Sure, some of them are. I'm not because sure, some of them are joking. The people who initially said the earth was flat of 10 years ago, they were probably joking too. Yeah, the guy that says birds aren't real, he's yeah. uh, he's joking, but how many people actually believed him? He's that, making money. Let him do it. But the, yeah, I'm not saying he shouldn't do it. I mean, but some of these beliefs have real world harm. I guess that mm-hmm. is true. And yeah, you know, I, I, I'm totally fine with I, I love birds aren't real, right? It's hilarious. It's funny. But, you know. People shouldn't genuinely believe that, and yet I don't know if anyone does right now, but it's only a matter of time before someone genuinely does, where they genuinely yeah, believe that birds are a government psyop. I would like to say that I'm grateful that you guys are here and oh, uh, and grateful that we have an amazing group of liberty-minded people here in New Hampshire that have come together. I was just looking at some of the photos online of the various different acts, so let's call them activist Thanksgivings, uh, that are going on all across the state here today. There was one in Manchester that you attended, yep. Joa, and you seem well-fed. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got seconds. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, there was one out on the seacoast as well at what they call the Shell, which is a very cool place. Finally got to go there the first time oh. on uh, Halloween this year to check oh, out finally, the, really? the location. See, yeah. I haven't been there yet. Yeah, it's a bit of a hike from here. It's like a two-hour drive, but uh, but it was it was cool. They got a nice little uh, place, and it's well attended, it appears. So uh, the, the community here is just unmatched. There's nothing like this anywhere yes. else out there for liberty-minded folks. If there was something I was really thankful for was uh finding this community Mm -hmm. and the free state project for putting all this together and developing it over the years and it's just an amazing beautiful thing that you can be a part of too if you move here it really is amazing and you know my grandmother she interacts with me via text message regularly she she was under the impression that i had nowhere to go for thanksgiving because Mm -hmm. that's how so many people are they're like you go to your family and that's it that's the only possibility right the the reality of activists or chosen families getting together voluntarily and enjoying it, even if they're not related by blood, that's just completely foreign to most people. Sure. And here in New Hampshire, it happens it's normal. all the time among liberty activists to the extent that we don't even think about it. But it's like the people I want to be around, like right. going home to your family, you don't really always want to be around them. Yeah. 
<laughs> and you or can talk people's. freely too yeah. with these with people in this community. You can talk freely and not you know expect judgment or anything. Yeah, you won't start a fight or anything like that. Right, right. exactly. And they're not going to be offended if you didn't like their potatoes or you know it's like oh you don't like the potatoes eh, okay someone else ate it all <laughs> you know it, it's not a big deal. It's like you know I'm just saying. For Generally, instance, I don't yeah. tell people if I don't like their food at Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Either, no, no, everything, was, I mean, everything was really good tonight. Yeah, I'm, I'm usually just yeah. grateful to have uh, such a choice and a, and a variety. From folks, and usually it's it's really really good stuff because usually people do their well, best. Right? What I was like getting is that people. Dish. I was getting as people are honest with each other, and mm-hmm. when you go around your family, they're not always honest. They're, they're trying to put on a facade to you know, like it's a show off time. You know, I generally uh, frown upon white lies because I think it's arrogant to lie to people. You're sort of assuming that they can't handle the truth. Right. But as a general rule, if I'm eating someone's dish and they ask me how it was. I'm. I'm not. I may not necessarily lie to them, but I will tell them the truth in the most flattering way possible. Hmm. Instead of saying, "Oh, it was absolutely horrible," I'd be like, "Well, I don't want to go back for seconds." You know, kept it down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think I would say kept it down. You know, actually, but- I was the only person tonight that actually thought the. I thought it was crab salad, like a crab vegetable, like melody thing. It was actually chicken. Go ahead, Sarah. What station are you on? The Eddie Autogone? Is it AM or FM? It's Kiva FM in Albuquerque, and we have a full list of our radio affiliates over at affiliates.freetalklive.com. So anybody that wants to look and see if there's a station in their area can go and do that at affiliates.freetalklive.com. Sarah, you had no idea we were on in Albuquerque? No, she doesn't listen to the show. (laughs) But she listens to herself. FM? She's doing it right now. So what, what station is How it? do you what, not know? How do you not know about Kiva FM if you're a talk radio listener in Albuquerque? Well, you know what? They don't take my call. So <laughs> it's, not, it's, a, it's on an AM station. Well, yeah, we got Danny. you on Kiva FM. No, so. it's, yeah, it's not. A, actually, it may be. Was it on an AM station? I think it was at one time. A lot uh, of them do both, I've noticed. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is still on AM. It's on AM. It's uh, AM 1600, FM uh, 93.7. Well, you know what? I, I, You know, the Eddie Aragon, I did talk to him, and he was running for mayor. He was one of the candidates. Yeah, that's right. Um, So I, I, I'm aware. And then he claimed that he was part African-American. That was kind of intri- uh, interesting that he followed the train line. Why but, does that? Uh, why does that matter? No, it's just amazing that he came out with it because he looks so. You can't really see any of that when you just look at him. He looks like makes a, you wonder why you care regular. about it. Well, if you, if you can't I, notice I, it, why does it matter? Big, he, but he made a big deal about it, which which is uh, why he did it. I don't know why. Sarah, I mean, you literally just said it's amazing. What <laughs> what is amazing about it? I mean that that was the word you used to describe his ethnicity. What's amazing well, about a, it? A lot of people are part black, and, and they look mostly white, and they're mostly uh, Spanish, and they don't never know that. Yeah, so it's never... ordinary and mundane. There's nothing amazing about it. But why, why do you find it amazing? Well, that, I don't know. He used it for campaign purposes or something like to, to, to influence vote or something like that. Kind he of like, exploited he his skin color for popularity? Wait, because someone told you that... They have a heritage background, particularly this African background. That that's now, exploiting. No, yeah, that's exploiting. I I have no idea, but you know, well, you're making the claim. Has no idea. This is, we're the first time hearing it, and you're the make you're the one making the claim. Am I correct? Well, the, no, he mentioned it. I guess he was trying right. To get, he mentioned like, it, but you're making the claim about or? it, right? That he used it for but political I, I have gain. No idea why he? What the point was? 
Did you like it when he said it? <laughs> Did it make you likely to vote for him? Did you vote for him? Well, no, he was running on a Republican ticket. That leads me to think that you guys are Republicans, too. Joey, you wanted to talk about this new vaccination movie, a movie called Died Suddenly yes, that is yeah. apparently relatively difficult to find out there. As I understand it, some of the major platforms and such are taking down posts well, about this movie. Well, forget them. Just go to Odyssey. It will certainly Indeed. be on Odyssey. Yeah, I'll double check and make sure it is there. It's absolutely on Odyssey. It is. You've seen yes, it there? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, what is it? So, Died Suddenly is a film, uh, or a small documentary, it's only a little over an hour, and it uh, has to do with people getting the shot, the jab, and then dying- The COVID-19 vaccine. And dying suddenly, yes, yeah. And um, it goes really deep into detail regarding the statistics like you're going to talk about, and um, what- uh, what comes out of them, literally. Physically. What is coming out of people's arteries, right? Yes. Uh, when they're in the morgue and the, the, what do they call them? Shoot, what's the guy, what's the people's name? Morticians? Morticians. There's a, a morticians, apparently a a collective or like a like a, a nationwide uh, group of sorts uh, of morticians that are speaking out about uh, clogged arteries. Mm-hmm. And how egregious the clogged arteries are, and perfectly healthy people typically, other than this part of them, and they've shown that uh, on all of these vaccine recipients, uh, they're getting these clogged arteries and uh, dying. And it's it's a or medical examiner, maybe that's the right term. I don't know. Whoever. Not well, they are medically examining them, but this is uh, during the embalming process. Oh, okay. They have to okay. remove things and you know drain blood and that sort right. of thing, and they can't do that. They can't drain blood because the clogged arteries are preventing the blood from draining. And what they're also seeing, just a brief. I don't want to spoil it too much. I think everyone should go see it. It's kind of graphic. It's only about an hour long. It is quite graphic. Yes. So you're going to see if, if an like hospital lobot- scenes uh, make lobot- you uh, uncomfortable. Yes. You're going to have a tough time with this one there's, yeah. there's literally scenes multiple scenes and I, I didn't see the whole thing bonnie was watching it right. here in the studio one night while i was getting some work done recently but i heard it and then i did go and i look looked at multiple scenes and i saw having not even seen the whole thing many scenes of these examiners right. or morticians or whoever embalmers like reaching into people's arteries and Correct. pulling out we're, we're talking about cadavers here right pulling out these long strands of Whatever the hell it is, they it's have not white clear what protein, it is. Protein, uh, like sort of matrixy, uh, threaded, white threaded sort of uh, elements to them, uh, alongside with the blood clots. Uh, so you'll see really interesting irregular patterns. Uh, and I'm no medical expert. They I don't say know this about is it. not normal. The people right, in, this, in right. this movie say they've never seen anything like this before but what's not clear you said protein did they actually analyze these things cuz that's what i yeah, didn't hear yeah, yeah they they analyzing pretty thoroughly and see i i don't know this is a it's kind of a weird uh, concept cuz it's not i don't know if any real medical professionals are in the movie i got to watch it again to really uh, I think they had that. at least one doctor in there, but okay. I, I don't. Uh, there are there are people of all different degrees uh, speaking in the film, but like specifically when it comes to this, they didn't really make full determination or uh, that this is exactly the correlation, right? Well, the goal of the movie should be to convince people and to give them a reasonable degree of certainty. I think the point Ian is That's making is that you can never have absolute certainty. You mm-hmm. can never be one hundred percent 
proven to be correct in a belief. However, you can be reasonably sure that what you're saying is right. Like you can be reasonably sure. I've not seen this documentary, but you could presumably be reasonably sure that the vaccine is what is causing these anomalous deaths. Can never be absolutely sure. It's creepy as hell. I'll tell you that. Watching these people pull these. Yep. I don't know how long these strands are. I mean, they are long. And I don't know if you uh, did. You watch the whole thing? Or? Like I said, I was in the oh, room oh, right, right. for it, okay. so I kind of heard most of the whole yeah. thing, but I didn't actually watch. One the of the thing. interesting things that came up, and they only showed this once, is that they had a, bi- a vial of blood and they held a magnet to it, and if you know, you can do this to your own blood, and yes, it has magnetic properties because it has iron in it, so you can mm. move your blood a little bit with the magnet. But what? This blood that they were showing seemed off. Like hmm. there was a lot of separation. Like your blood doesn't separate that easy. It'll, it'll harden. It'll, uh, what do you call it? Uh, coagulate. Coagulate before uh, you could see a separation. And the separation is like it's a lot clear, ready, uh, red, clear liquid. And then you have a gathering of material at the bottom, which was highly magnetic. And it, I'm, I'm trying to put two and two in my head. They didn't talk about this, but I think it might be graphene that they're throwing in there. In the shot, what is that? Gra- uh, graphene is uh, um, like a nanoparticle that um, has magnetic properties and can be aligned uh, to form uh, strands of uh, carbon in your blood, right? But they take electrical. Tr- takes an electrical charge for it to get there to, to start aligning itself and the way this guy was playing with it, it just seemed really odd it looked like a lot of the other graphene videos i've looked at hmm. um and you think this is in the shot the, the vaccination yeah potentially mm-hmm. potentially and they saw a lot of this they'll say like they saw what they thought was like coffee grinds in the blood but it's actually the uh like the the iron uh, hardening really early in the uh, in in the process. It's just really strange. You got to look at it and see it for yourself. But yeah, it's a creepy video, uh, and it looks at you know basically the timetable after people started getting vaccinated and and talking to people in that are experts in this field. And it's yeah. definitely a movie that you know they quote unquote do not want you to see. So I would recommend it to anybody that's found the. Uh, the whole official line on COVID to be suspicious. If you've been someone who's questioned the the official stance, the, the hospitals and the politicians and these drug companies, you definitely ought to see this. this There's nothing more suspicious than you know banning dissenting opinions. So, I mean, if this video is wrong, if this documentary is wrong, the way to address that isn't to repress it. It's to present a counter video. Hey, get your own morticians and doctors out there. Say, no, look, this is what's actually going on. They're being alarmist. They're exaggerating things. They're making things up. They're lying to you. Whatever, whatever the truth actually is, if that, if what right. they're portraying in this documentary isn't the truth, present the truth. And that sounds like Fauci speaking when you said that. Like, I'm not saying you are, like, but um, Fauci, uh, you know, didn't vaccinate his family. Bill Gates didn't vaccinate his family. Why are we listening to them if they're not actually doing the things that they're saying? Bonnie's, uh, my my wife's, uh, she's got a younger brother who's in the military, and somebody in his mid-20s just died in the military barracks. One of his buddies, his roommate or something like that. Of what? Just died. They haven't determined that yet. It's but probably myocarditis. He's a I mean, good, there's he, a decent chance. He's a young man in his 20s. I mean, people, young men in their 20s shouldn't just be keeling over and dying in general, right? And he was vaccinated. Died suddenly. Yeah. My so, message. But that guy doesn't get counted as a COVID death.
No, none right. of them will ever, or, or a vaccine death. None of them right. will ever get counted properly because you can't, you can't prove, prove it. that it's a vaccine death. That's yeah. that's what the mainstream media always says in their fact-checking articles about these things. Now, look, there's no proof this was caused by the vaccine. It's like, well, of course not. But if you're being honest here, you point out that that's an impossible metric. That's right. And it doesn't have anything to do with the right. actual truth right. of the situation. It's a great cover, too, of what they, what they created. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't prove that the Empire State Building didn't fall on them and then magically reappear back where it was before. <laughs> you right. can't prove any of this. My message and my final message, maybe the final message I give you from this podium is that please, for your own this is safety. Fauci? Yes. Okay. For that of your family, get your updated COVID-19 shot as soon as you're eligible wow. to protect yourself, your family, and your community. You know, are they still tracking that? Do you remember like a year or two ago or whatever, they actually had the statistics, I guess it wasn't two years ago, a year ago, they had those maps, like Google had a map showing each country in the world and what percentage of people had received the first vaccination and then how many people had received two vaccinations, and that number went down, Okay, you bring up a great point. Go ahead, finish So the number of people who got one vaccine shot was higher than the number of people who got two, and so the question is, how much has it dropped since it's become three and four and five? Like, how is it like a steps that have been, you know, like a a step pattern? It It was earlier this year where... God, I forgot what the city was. Shanghai. Thank you, Shanghai. With like one of the 20... largest cities in the world, apparently. Yeah. I think it was like no 25 idea. million or 26 million people in Shanghai. It's bigger than any city in the United States, bigger than New York City, uh, that was on total lockdown for something like three months before they finally started to slowly open up. Well, guess what? China's cracking down again, according to The Sun, the-sun.com, also Reuters with another report about it, but... There are over 400 million people now in China that are on a lockdown status. 400 million Oh, my That's people. nearly half their country. It is almost, yeah. I tell you, that's going to... 400 million people just locked down to their home? That's going to affect global economics. It is. Well, it is. They have to be allowed to work. There, there's no way you can you know, gimp half of your workforce and be okay. Well, some of them are being forced in to, uh, to stay in their factories. And so that's where the protests oh, have nice. actually Never come mind. in. We'll still get Christmas gifts. <laughs> yeah, they're, uh, they're, the protests Thank have been God. happening, by the way, at the uh, iPhone plant in China at... Uh, company called Foxconn. Have you guys heard anything about this? I've heard horrific horror stories out about Foxconn going all the way back to long before COVID-19 right. of people trying to jump out of windows to kill themselves because it's just... It's so bad. Yeah. yeah. That it's is like slave labor, right. as far as I can tell. So if you work in a factory like that, you may be trapped inside the factory. Yikes. And you've got like, maybe if you're lucky, you'll have a cot that you can sleep on somewhere if you're not just sleeping on a uh, you know the cold floor or something like that. Hundreds of workers, this is from Yahoo and Bloomberg News, at Apple's main iPhone-making plant in China clashed with security personnel as tensions boiled over after um, almost a month under tough restrictions intended to quash a COVID outbreak. Workers at the Foxconn Technology Group plant streamed out of dormitories in the early hours Wednesday, jostling and pushing past the white-clad guards they vastly outnumbered, according to videos sent by a witness to portions of the protest. Several white-suited people pummeled a person lying on the ground with sticks in another clip. See, this is for your health. Okay, this is what they're really concerned about your health. That's why they're going to beat you to death uh, with sticks. Break your bones. 
according to the story here, and there's video, by the way, of a lot of this this stuff. This Foxconn situation has been brewing for weeks. It's hard to uh, get this sort of these sort of videos and this information in general out of China. That's because true because they of have, the restrictions. Yeah, they have state-controlled news media, and that media doesn't say anything that the Chinese government doesn't explicitly authorize them to say. But there's always a way. Onlookers yelled, fight, as throngs of people forced their way past barricades. At wow. one point, several surrounded an occupied police car and began rocking the vehicle while screaming incoherently. The protest started over overnight over unpaid wages and fears of spreading infection, according to the witness asking to remain anonymous for fear of repercussions. If you didn't know, China, every single person in China has a cell phone with an app on it. That's right. That allows them to enter buildings or not their own building, their own building that they live in, or grocery stores or wh- whatever store. Only if it's got the green you know, code right. or whatever, right? Yep. If you're red, if you're red, you're locked out. You can't go into yep. those places. Something so that Elon the has COVID, praised recently. By this the way. is the vaccine passport. Yes, basically. I didn't know that all of China had one. Every single surprised. person in China has. I, I forget the name of the app. It's like My Something, um, but. My health check or some nonsense no, no, like it's that, not I'm that, sure. It's, no, it's not even a health app. It's an app that everyone uses for everything, for purchasing mm-hmm. things. Uh, so your bank account is attached to it, to your social media. It's all interconnected to this one app. WeChat. WeChat. That's it. That's it. Uh, the Zhengzhou campus was operating normally as of Wednesday evening, Foxconn said. The violence had erupted after a portion of recently arrived employees raised complaints about work subsidies, bonuses, or payments on top of usual wages, Foxconn said in a statement. They stressed that they handle all such compensation in strict accordance with its contractual obligations. Quote, with the violence, with regards to the violence, we are continuing to communicate with workers and the government to avoid a reoccurrence, said the company without elaborating. The rare instances of violence at the plant at the central city of Zhengzhou reflects a buildup of tensions since the lockdown began in October. Many among the vast workforce of more than 200,000 people at the iPhone city have been plunged into isolation, forced to subsist on Spartan meals and scrounge for medication. They're literally trapped at their job. They're living 24 hours a day, seven days a week at a factory. And as a result, many have fled the plant on foot. This is when it first started popping into the news. We didn't cover it. I, you know, it's one of the stories we don't get to, right? Like we don't get to cover everything. Uh, but it was there was a lot in the news about the Foxconn employees just leaving in large numbers. They're like, screw this, we're out of here, and they went with big numbers of people to just run. I don't blame basically. them. There's not there's not much else they can do. I mean, if you're you're going to be locked down if you live in China, so at least be locked down at in your, your house. Home. That's not good, but it's better than being locked down at your place of employment. On the other hand, at least you're making some money if you're if you're working. And nothing most to spend it on. Yeah, where do you go with it? What do yeah. you do with it? I mean, there are still stores that will you know deliver food to your house or whatever if the government lets you. I got Kathleen on the line here in Montana. You're on Free Talk Live, Kathleen. Hi, Ian, and the rest of you. <laughs> Hi there. What's on your mind tonight? I listen. I listen to you all the time. Uh, I'm calling because I wanted to say I haven't celebrated Christmas in 50 years. Wow. It's just the date on the calendar. And when I was really young, I realized it was totally retail. It was about the money and had nothing to do (laughs) with religion. 
And when I uh, heard everything that you guys were saying, I was agreeing wholeheartedly with everything about the stores being open or closed. It's so ridiculous. But Mm -hmm. when I started studying the Bible, I realized that nowhere in the Bible does it mention that Jesus was born on December 25th. That's true. It only mentions his death, Nisan 14. So um, they think that uh, Jesus was born in October, the rainy season. But, well, he certainly um, wasn't born in December. I yeah, mean, isn't it true no, that the Christians would have frozen to death? Yeah, isn't it true that the Christians basically it, knocked off the pagans as far as they took all their ideas? There was this big uh, solstice, essentially solstice. celebration. Yes, it had to do with the solstice. Yeah. Um, in December. Um, do Christians not wonder day. why they bring an evergreen tree into their home and decorate it? <laughs> I mean, what what part of the story of Jesus do they think that's coming from? <laughs> right. I don't know. I agree with you on that, too. It's so ridiculous because they incorporated it to get uh, the pagans to come. You know, and I was thinking to myself, wow, 50 years now, I don't miss it one iota. The people that tell me they're in debt in January, February, and March, I said, you don't have to do that. It's just a day on the calendar. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Jesus probably dislikes them for celebrating it. I mean... If there's a Jesus and if Christianity is correct, all of those Christmas celebrating Christmas are almost certainly going to hell. (laughs) Well, that's quite a few, I would say. But the retail people, you know, it mentions in Revelation when um, first the church goes down because of teaching these wrong teachings to people. They wonder why people are leaving the church. Right. And then a retail will look at this as the church is going down because they know they're next. <laughs> is it one of the symbolisms of the, uh, the one of the reasons why the you know Christmas is celebrated on you know in December around the twenty fifth or whatever that essentially the twenty first the solstice is the return of the sun right like that's when the sun starts coming back the that's when it's at its lowest longer. peak in the right. southern sky it was in the vicinity of the constellation the southern cross where it just hangs there for about right. three days and then it begins and then resurrecting and days born, begin right? getting longer it's, again the sun is being born you just listened to the new extended free talk live daily digest We felt this format was more appropriate for our podcast audience and decided to make it our official podcast. If you subscribe to the Daily Digest or full episode RSS feeds, please resubscribe to the main FTL podcast feed, which you can find at feeds.freetalklive.com. The other feeds rely on a third-party service, and though they'll have the same content, we can't be sure how long they'll stay online. If you still want the entire radio show, you can listen live every night from 7 to 10 Eastern at freetalklive.com. Full video archives are at video.freetalklive.com or tune into our 24-7 stream for the latest show at listen.freetalklive.com. Freetalk Live's amps will continue to receive the full two-hour radio show with no recorded commercials via podcast through Patreon. So please join amps.freetalklive.com for just $5 a month. Thank you for listening to and sharing Free Talk Live.